The following podcast is a Dear Media production. As a parent, do you ever wish someone could just whisper some realistic and trustworthy support in your ear and not make you feel awful for not having all the answers? Well, that's what I'm here for. I'm Dr. Aliza Pressman, developmental psychologist, parent educator, clinical professor, and I'm a mom. My goal is to make your parenting journey less overwhelming and a lot more joyful. Please join me every Friday for new episodes of Raising Good Humans. Welcome to You're Gonna Love Me, the podcast where we open the eyes, the ears, and the hearts of anyone who has judged or been judged. Well, hopefully. I'm your host, Katie Maloney. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome back. How you doing? How was your week? Is that to everybody or is that to me? That's to everyone and to you. But I, I know how your week was. It was I terrific. I have my husband, Tom, here because we celebrated our five-year wedding anniversary this week. That's right. And it was perfectly lovely. Perfectly lovely. We did our little thing where we hop on the 10 head west to east. Palm Springs. East. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. We went to Palm Springs for a little weekend getaway just to get out of town and chill out and kind of do nothing for a yeah. couple of days. You need your little breathers or in LA terms, your little detoxes from LA, you know, mm -hmm. you need your breaks no matter how much you love it. But we love Palm Springs and it's so quick and easy to get away to. And we love the Ace Hotel. It's got a great pool. Very, very pet friendly. Mm -hmm. We were able to bring the, the dogs with us and just hang out by the pool. It's hot as hell. So it was I necessary. It. Yeah. It's got a nice backdrop. The mountain backdrop. It's very comforting. Feels like a giant hug from mother nature. Almost you're kind of enveloped there. And uh, you feel safe and secure. Good drinks, good music, good vibes. Well, you have to stay in the water, otherwise you'll roast to death. Yeah, that's true. I'm talking <laughs> 105 on the low. Yeah, but you drink a nice like frozen marg or a frozen or frosé. Yeah. It's perfect. My back's a little crispy. Crispy. Um. So yeah. So it's our it's our anniversary week. Also, there's t tons of weddings happening. I think finally all the people that had to postpone their weddings over the last, you know, year or so are finally getting to do the damn thing. So I figured we could talk about weddings. Let's talk about weddings, baby. Yeah, it's wedding season. It is. I wedding mean, and like season. you said, I think it's poised to be one of the busiest wedding seasons ever probably yeah don't ask me to cite any sources here these are the murmurs <laughs> on the world wide web and uh amongst people who are in the business photographers and whatnot because everyone you know they weren't able necessarily to maybe get a you know refund or money back but they were able to push the dates back so i think everyone is just trying to get in there and get it done yeah, Bubba, you're right. I mean, just in TomTom, Tom, I mean, the past like three times I've went in, there's people on their honeymoons, <laughs> bachelor, bachelorette parties telling me how excited they are to get married in, you know, September. August is the busiest wedding month of the year, right? Yeah, but we got married on a Wednesday. Yeah. So that's a little tip. If you want to save some money, get married in the middle of the week. That's right. There's more dates available and it's cheaper. Yeah. And if you, you know, if you have a tight budget, don't, you know, 
get down on yourself. You can't have your dream wedding right now. You can always tie the knot, you know, have a shotgun wedding or a lope. And then you can do the big grand wedding when you have a healthier budget. True. You can always get married more than once. That's what I'm saying. That's what we did. I highly recommend it. <laughs> I do too. I wanted to ask people too some of their questions. I mean, there's plenty of stuff that we can talk about and wisdom that we can impart based on our own experience, but I wanted to know what people wanted to know as well. I mean, I guess the first question and the question I got asked the most that we can address for like the umpteenth time is about our... Our wedding? Our license. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, okay. Cause I think, I think the biggest, I don't know, misconception or confusion is that you had lost our certificate or license. That I'm a, that I'm a clumsy he dits who lost it. You didn't lose it. It got no. lost. Well, the first time there was, um, some of the stuff was illegible on there. They sent it to us and then we sent it back. Yeah. So you get a marriage license. That's what you have to get initially before you can get married. And then after you get married, you're officiant, you, you sign it, you fill it all in. And that's what you send to the courthouse. And then after that, you get your certificate back. Right. So when we are um, at our initial wedding, we sent it in and then there were some things that was illegible or there was something that we forgot to fill in. So they sent it back to us and then we sent it in. Yeah. And then when we were trying to get a copy of our certificate, the courthouse said that they did not have our paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be, I'm, I, listen, it's way too elaborate and unnecessarily complicated. Like just, I should, we should have to go to the courthouse. It should be all done online, streamlined, yeah. no red tape. So that's what it was. It was frustrating because they just said that they did not have our paperwork. And we're like, well, we don't have our paperwork. We sent it in. Or there's a conspiracy theory floating around. What? That I sabotaged <laughs> that <laughs> license just so we could fulfill my dream of getting married. Oh, I Vegas. thought this conspiracy theory was that you don't want to be married to me. Oh, there's that too. Yeah, there's that too. But do you know what's funny is that we met another couple a month or two ago that was also married in Northern California and they had the same thing happen to them. Mm. They said they sent in their um, marriage license and they, when they were trying to get um, a copy of their certificate, they called the courthouse and the courthouse said, we don't have your paperwork. Yeah. And they said, but we sent it in to you. And they're like, well, we don't have any, we don't have any record of it. We don't have it. So they had to get remarried and do the whole process again and refile their paperwork. And I was like, what are the odds? So if it's happened to us and other people, this has happened to several people, I'm convinced. Yeah. So California courthouses, get your shit together. Get it together. Get it together because, you know, people would like to have their shit be legal. But, you know, I'm not mad that we had to get married again because it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> it didn't take away from our, our wedding day on August 17th, 2016. I will say before we, you know, proceed with this lovely conversation about <laughs> weddings, don't feel any pressure to get married. You know, honestly, it, it worked for us. I love being married. I love looking at Katie Maloney and saying, that's my wife. I like introducing her as my wife. It's sexy. It's really fun proposing, being a fiance, but like, listen, it's not for everybody. Don't feel any pressure, you know, don't feel pressured to succumb to societal pressures. There's, there's, there's no kids. pressure, but if you're feeling nervous about it, or if you're not sure if it's the right time, you'll know when it's the right time. 
if it's not for you, don't feel pressure to have to. But, you know, I think sometimes a lot of people are like nervous about timing of it all. Yeah, for sure. I mean, overwhelmingly one piece of advice I've received from older people, you know, don't rush into things. That was my mom's always advice. No need to rush to getting married. I come from a big family. I need to rush to having kids. For some people, it's they know. They know right away. I want to have kids right away. I want to get married right away. They meet their soulmate. And that's awesome. But well, I wouldn't say we rushed. We were together for six years. No, not us. We I'm not talking about us. <laughs> okay. I'm speaking in generalizations Yeah, here. of course. I'm just saying, don't feel any pressure. I'll say it again for emphasis. You know, you see your friends around you getting married, having kids. They just got a promotion. Don't judge yourself against others. There's a more eloquent way of saying that. Right. So someone was asking, how do you not feel stressed while trying to plan and make everyone happy? Ooh, you're going to have to turn off the inner people pleaser. The important thing to remember is that when you're planning your wedding, that it's your wedding. I know there's always like parents involved and, you know, family to consider, but I think it's still your day. And at the end of the day, it it has to be about you. It's not about your mom or your dad or anyone else. It's your day. It's your wedding. Yeah. And you don't, you don't want to be externalizing this like verbatim. It's my fucking wedding. No, but maybe, it's... maybe it's an internal mantra. Yeah. And it's a magical moment. And also you can't, fo- a lot of people want to kind of live vicariously through you in that moment. Cause it was a magical moment for them. Mm-hmm. It's hard to not want to impart some advice, but you uh, you have to just set boundaries. Yeah, boundaries are big and important because planning is very stressful. There's a million and one things you have to think about and consider in so many details. And when there's other people's feelings you have to consider as well, like I think it's it's unfair to burden a couple with other people's feelings when it's not about them on that day. Exactly. Wait, what's Joey's last name from Friends? Joey once said, these are just feelings. They'll go away. <laughs> so, you know... Your, like I said, your mom, your your bridesmaids are, uh, you know, getting a little out of control with what they want. Just put them in their place respectfully. Respectfully, yeah. And the same part, there was someone that says, as mom of a groom, do I just sit down and shut up during planning? And the short answer is, yeah, <laughs> you do. Unless... They seek your counsel, your guidance. Well, yes, but if if they're not asking you and you're just, you have opinions and you want to voice them and they're not asking, yeah, you do keep your mouth shut. Yeah, and same same dynamic. Hopefully you can find a nice healthy balance with your significant other. Like for instance, you know, I didn't really care about the minute details, what flowers went on the table, you know, the color of the napkins. Not that that's not special. I love the little things in life. But like, it just didn't, wasn't a big deal to me. So I let you take the reins on like 90% of well, I'm that I'm talking stuff. about the mom of the groom. Okay. Yeah. I got a little ahead of ourselves. We are the mom of the groom. Yeah. Cause I mean, what you have to remember is that the bride has probably been, you know, thinking about this since she was really young, probably has had a running Pinterest board forever. Like she, she really knows what she wants and she doesn't really probably care. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure she loves you. I don't think that's it, but I just think. She probably has a really clear idea of what she wants and doesn't want to hear. So yeah, I would say the best thing you do to keep the peace and keep things copacetic is to just sit down and shut up. I would say I'm here if you need me. That's all you got to say. Yeah. Or sit down and shut up. I would love to help out. Let me know if you need anything at all. Someone said, this is, this is kind of a couple parts, but what would we have done differently looking back? Whoa, that's a good question. Okay. Looking back, 
first of all, it was a fairy tale wedding, one of the best days of my life. I would have spent half, maybe 40% of what we spent. I would have minimum reduced the budget by half, minimum. And I would have used that money to go on like a world tour. <laughs> I, no, I would, I would have reduced it by, let's say, 66%. So 33% of our original budget. And then I would have used the rest of that money for, for either to each purchase like one cool gift for ourselves and I know, then but go how, like on a Euro trip. But how would we have? Because, okay, well, I'm just saying, and then where would we have cut costs? I mean, like, yeah, because I mean, flowers do get really expensive and I wish, oh, man. And, and because it was kind of like, I was sort of planning <laughs> later in the game and we were getting married at kind of like a bit of a remote location. I didn't have tons of options to choose from. I probably like there was only so many local places or so many places that I could get flowers from. So I was limited and I would have liked to have found a cheaper option or had done flowers myself. I think, I think if you can do flowers yourself, do flowers yourself because they get really, really, really expensive. I think that's the, if, if you can cut that corner and go to a flower market or go and, and do that yourself, I would absolutely recommend that. You're triggering my flower uh, expense PTSD. That can get up into the tens and $20,000, but you need to have flowers at a wedding. It's a wedding. It's a wedding. You have to have flowers at a wedding. The small details that no one else notices. No one notices the napkins, the plates, the, the glassware, those kind of things. Like I was just like, I literally let the coordinator pick. I was yeah. like, you, you pick what looks nice. What's going to look nice on the table. I don't really care. I never noticed those things. Those are, those are not the things that stand out to me whenever I'm at a wedding. Yeah. So just what's going to look nice and not like take away from anything. And that's just going to like, not like chintzy or cheap, I guess, yeah. but like even the food. just nice. You want the food to be great, but I can't think back to any wedding I've ever been to and remember the food. It all tastes the same. Well, no I've remembered bad I've, food. I've remembered bad food. I've remembered okay, food that was undercooked or overcooked and then it's inedible. And then you're drinking all night and you haven't been able to eat a proper meal and that's bad. A lot of the time the bride or groom is so busy or like peels feels so pulled in so many different directions. They never actually get to eat the food. Yeah. Did we eat? Of course, yeah. All right, time for a little break. So picture this. You run into CVS because you need some toothpaste or some toilet paper, some antacids if you're over 30. You know how it goes. And then if you're like me, you end up in the makeup aisle getting some, I don't know, mascara or some lip gloss or a bunch of other things I definitely don't need, but that's how it usually goes. And then you go to, to check out and you're fussing with your wallet and digging in your purse. Maybe you're trying to find exact change or you got your credit card in that little machine and the chip isn't reading and you're pushing buttons and it can be a bit of a hassle. But now CVS is accepting PayPal QR codes in the app nationwide, which is so easy, so convenient and fantastic. I love it. You can use it at the cashier or at self-checkout. Just a few little taps, you scan it and you're out the door. No more fussing with your wallet. No more fussing in your purse. I always have my phone in my hand, so it makes it 10 times easier to do that. Plus, when you spend over $20 or more and you use the QR code, you're going to get $10 cash back. So it's like getting half off if you think about it. 
And I've been using PayPal for years online to make purchases. And I love it because of the safety and security that it offers me. And now when I go into CVS, I'm going to get that same safety and security plus the quickness, convenience, and the ease of using the app when I check out. So to get $10 cash back on your first transaction of $20 or more, just head to your local CVS and pay using your PayPal or Venmo app. That's $10 cash back on your first purchase of $20 or more with a PayPal or Venmo app. To see terms and learn more about how to earn $10 cash back, go to paypal.com slash love me. That's paypal.com slash love me. What I liked, we had, so the night before when you have a rehearsal dinner, especially if you're doing like a destination or something where people are in town as it is, to be able to invite everyone to a night before kind of rehearsal where people can meet each other. That's, it's more of a relaxed environment. You can have a chat with all of your out of town guests, catch up with everyone. It just gives you more time with everybody who's there. So that way at your wedding, you are able to enjoy yourself more. Yeah. Both sides of the family haven't had a lot of time to spend together. That first night is great. You know, crush some drinks, some small talk, hug it out. And then everyone else is kind of get to know each other as well. So that way at your wedding, like everyone is kind of friends now. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. People are also asking about like traditions and other ways to cut corners. Like, you know, we didn't really do gift bags or gifts for our guests. We did have like little cute, like Dylan's candy tins that people could take home if they wanted. But I think that is like an unnecessary expense. Yeah. I also didn't want to do like table numbers and like a board for guests to find their name cards. But some people may love that. And that's fine it, too. No, no, no. no. If, if you love that. Yeah. But I just wanted to find ways to like not have to stress about seating arrangements mm-hmm you know, name cards, doing a whole arrangement board of how people, like, I just felt like that was one thing I just, if I could just eliminate all that. And I wanted people to be able to sit where they wanted to sit. The only people that had tables were like family and then the wedding party. Oh, and then gifts for grooms and bridesmaids. I think there were some questions about that. If you want to do gifts for that. For my bridesmaids, I just did like robes. That's a really cute idea because you all like getting ready together. It makes for cute pictures. So I did robes and then I got like cute, like little notebooks and just little trinket things. I didn't want to go crazy overboard. Just like, just cute little things. I think sentiment over cost is, yeah. is, is a good way to go. Like for instance, I got, I made bobbleheads of all my best men oh, right, yeah. and, they, and they really did a great job with the, mm-hmm. the likeness. They had like custom. So they looked like them. Yeah. yeah that was really cool. Yeah. I had like, um, jewelry, and like robes and like little things like that. Someone was asking about destination weddings. Is it considered rude if you don't want to go? I would say firmly no. No. And also I would say if you're having anxiety and stress, you have a lot of people in your life who you love and you're just going to be like agonizing over not being able to invite all of them because it's going to become too expensive. Get an exotic destination wedding and like Bora Bora. <laughs> There's only going to be like five people who can make it. If you are having a destination wedding, you you already understand and know that people are not going to be able to make it. It's expensive. People have to take time off work. People have kids. Don't, don't feel bad because 
the bride and groom are maybe potentially having a destination wedding on purpose because they want to keep the guest list small. They're not going to be upset with you that you aren't able to spend that kind of money and take that time off of your work and life to come to their wedding. I think it's perfectly appropriate, you know, and you can always just send a gift and just wish them well. Totally. It's a lot to ask for someone to, you know, take three days off, go to like Tulum. It sounds lovely, but when you have kids, you have a family, you're working, mm -hmm. you're stressed. Yeah. Especially for us, like, cause we, we had a destination wedding. It was in the middle of the week. We knew that it was going to be a stretch for a lot of people, but we were really grateful that a lot of people were able to make those sacrifices and come. Yeah. It was, it was awesome. Um, what are some non-traditional things that we did that we were real happy about? We had like a welcome cocktail, like a glass of champagne for our guests when they came in so they could already have like a little bit of something. Yeah, keep them buzzed. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like that Tom and I, we did a first look. So before the ceremony, we got pictures out of the way. We took pictures with our wedding party. We took pictures together um, because I wanted just to be able to like go pretty much right from our ceremony into the reception. We did pictures with like our family directly after the ceremony while all the guests went into um, a cocktail sort of reception. And then we kind of did our like entrance right in. And I liked that. I, I liked getting the pictures. You're, you're really fresh right out of your hair and makeup. So you look perfect. You haven't been sitting in it in hours through a ceremony or anything like that. And, you know... I liked doing the first look. Yeah. And listen, everyone like the pictures, that's like the worst part, honestly. Don't skimp on your photographer. No. And everyone is like miserable during pictures. Usually if it's hot, you know what you can do? Well, first of all, hire Tom Sandoval, but make sure you have some cold drinks, maybe some rosé, some beers, have a little speaker with music, have a little umbrella for the bride or groom. So they're not roasting and sweaty, you know, have a little seat for them. And uh, make it a little thing, not just like standing there quietly and awkwardly in the sun. But I like it because you're usually probably having drinks while you're getting ready and doing that whole thing. And then you go take pictures. It's not like where you like have to go sit or stand through a whole entire ceremony and then go do pictures for an hour and a half. It's a lot. And then you get to go finally to the reception. Or it's like sometimes when your guests are waiting there for like three hours while they're taking pictures after the ceremony and you're like, can we eat? Or, you know, it just feels like get it out of your way before people get there. Yeah. Do you think every guest should get a plus one regardless of their relationship status? I would say that depends on the degree of friendship, how deep your bond is with that person. So no, I would probably say not everyone. No, I don't I say no. I think I would be on a, a per relationship basis. I would judge it. I think it's hard because weddings get really expensive and you're paying a per person. It boils down to a per person price. Wait, let's think about this actually. Are we being cheap? No. You're going to make someone come by themselves so they don't know anybody? Well, That's... it's a wedding. There's going to be other people that don't know anyone. And so you're going to pay for a stranger. If it's, it boils down to being a hundred dollars ahead. So yeah. you're going to pay a hundred dollars for, let's say you invite a hundred people and 20 of them are having a plus one. So you're, they're going to potentially bring a stranger. Yeah. Do the math. Yeah. 
we wanted to keep our guest list small. We wanted to keep it intimate. I didn't want to meet anyone at our wedding. I didn't want to meet strangers. I didn't, I also was just like, no one needs to bring a date to our wedding. Someone I'm never going to see again. This is supposed to be a small, intimate wedding. Yeah. We did people. have one stranger. Well, one of my good friends who was uh, at my he, wedding. He, he did the thing that I asked no one to do. He met someone at a golf course and brought them to our wedding. But like, I thought it was funny and it was endearing. One person's not going to hurt. Come on. Luckily, I didn't know about this. I was a fan. We've had a, trouble figuring out how we address this. And we, you know, on our invitation said, we basically said like, it's for the people that it's addressed to. So if it was addressed to a couple, both of their names were on the invitation. So you need the good cop and the bad cop in your relationship. <laughs> I'm the good cop, obviously. But you're over here saying like, but you wanted to cut our budget in half, but now. I wanted to reallocate. <laughs> yeah, half of it. We don't even have to go down this road that people know this. If you don't drink, neither of you or your significant other drink, that's fine. But you better damn well have some drinks there at your wedding. Okay. Regardless of your religion, your beliefs, otherwise don't invite me. I'm not going to come sit in the sun for seven hours and not have at least one beer. I can, I'm not an alcoholic, but you should have alcohol. You should have beverages at a wedding. Yeah. I don't know. Something about weddings and not being able to drink just sounds awful. Yeah. I mean, I know I know. sometimes people have a hard time like being, do I have, you know, open bar, cash bar. And I've seen people do, they do interesting things. They have a, like a two-y bar. Can you enlighten us? Um, I think it's where it's like, you have like a set price for cocktails where they're like, it's like a $2 cocktail or something. So that at least there's money going into it mm. or something. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of cash bars at weddings, but I totally get it because like that's a major that's a major budget consideration because people drink a lot at weddings. I think it's always great to like if you want to have offer like complimentary beer and wine, and then cocktails cost money. So at least you have some option that yeah. is complimentary. Yeah, and if they want to opt out for a cocktail, then they can pay. You know, I think it's always nice to have an option. Honestly, we went to Costco's and we just stocked up on a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And we still and, end up uh, having to go out and buy more, but I think yeah. it's really great to like have bottles of wine on the table and then you, they can always go to the bar and get a cocktail. If, if you don't want to have a full open bar spring for that. Yeah. Getting, and, getting cases of wine is not as expensive as you think it would be. I think our, and it goes a long way. Totally. I think, you know, for, we had a hundred person wedding. I think our tab was exactly $2,138 at Costco, which isn't crazy. I know $2,000 is a lot of money, but like to, you know, get a whole wedding drunk. That's not that we, bad. We ended up spending a little bit more once Tom, we got up there. Totally. Tom showed up with a Jeep full of Coors Light. Yeah. That was nice. Oh, wait, one more thing. It, what is a better gift? Something off the registry or money? Sometimes what's hard is like you, you maybe are a little late to the registry, you know, and you're looking at stuff and everything's like picked over at this point. It's like some salad tongs. You know that they just threw in there because they're like, oh, we're here. We may as well just throw these on the registry. But, you know, they probably forgot they even registered for that. But all the big things, you know, that they were really looking forward to have all been bought for or, you know, already spoken for. Hmm. And at that point, it's like, I don't want to get them like a coaster set. Who knows if they like really, really care about that. They were just maybe just sort of pointing the gun at things and registering for. If they're about to be new homeowners, I would definitely lean towards the registry. For sure. Yeah. Or but, apartment, whatever, apartment renters or whatever. I know, but at this point, like we, I mean, we didn't do a registry, but I just also know that like. We didn't? No. Oh man. We didn't do a registry. Oh. Well, I also feel like if you're having a destination wedding and your guests are, you know. 
We did. We had like a honey fun. Oh yeah, we had a honey fun. That was nice. I, I, honestly, I didn't want anyone to have to bring anything. But. Well, when when you have a destination wedding, people spending that kind of dough to come celebrate yeah. with you is a gift. Exactly. That's their gift to us. Showing up, being there. That was their. We gift. said that your presence is a gift to us. But if you know, if you feel so inclined, yeah, you some may. People you may contribute to honey fun. And then, you know, people that weren't able to come, uh, sent money. If you don't find anything on the registry that represents how you want to gift them as a couple from you, I think sending money is great. You know, no one doesn't like having money, especially as a married couple, especially after spending all that money on a wedding, no one's going to turn down money. And I don't think there's any kind of like, like specific monetary amount that is appropriate, whatever you can afford. Yeah. And if they're a wealthy couple getting married, then just, I think yeah, you go for sentiment again. Yeah. Go for sentiment. All right. Some people are asking about having people in your wedding. So someone said, I don't want to have his sister. So I'm assuming her fiance in my wedding. Is that bad? Oof. This is very delicate. Wait, you say it? I don't understand it, honey. So she's she's just saying I I, she doesn't want to have to have his, his sister in the wedding, but maybe she's feeling pressure because it's like... Listen, it's your wedding day. But here's the thing. If you think it's going to cause your significant other a ton of anxiety by declining or rejecting that person from the wedding, then I think you suck it up. Man, this is tough. But then it might ruin the wedding for you. I think she just means like as a bridesmaid. That's still tough because then people's feelings get hurt. People are sensitive. You should be able to choose who you want as your bridesmaid. Totally. I don't think just because someone is like your fiance's sister that makes them automatically should they should be a bridesmaid. And no, I, no, 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 definitely not. Again, this is one of those things where it's like it's your wedding, and hopefully it's you'll your get wedding, one. and no one else's feelings should be as important. I agonized over the fact that I couldn't invite more or have more. I wanted to have like 30 best men. <laughs> I wanted every, to have every, all my friends from Minnesota. Every single person you've ever been friends with. I wanted with. to have my friends from Florida State. I wanted to have the people I knew for one year in Palm City, Florida in like 1995. I wanted to have like, you know. I think, you know, I've seen it where some people like have just like basically siblings as in like, that's like a really cool thing too. And then, you know, I think it's either like you do all that or you don't have siblings. It's either or, I think in that sense. If you don't want that, you just don't. It's entirely a choice and it's not bad. Don't feel bad about that. It doesn't mean you don't like love her. It doesn't mean you're not going to be family. It doesn't mean you can't have a great relationship. It just means it's like not the vibe and you you probably have a group of girls in mind and she just isn't someone that's popping into your head right now. Totally. But if that person's cool and you're kind of on the fence, I wouldn't say indifferent, but you could go either way. Go with having them as a best. Well, you have to think about like this, not best, but or no, not best. Right. But the thing is you have to think about like, there's going to be like, you know, bachelorette parties, there's going to be events, there's going to be stuff. And like, Oh, that's true. They might see you wiling out or like they might, you're not really wiling or doing anything shady, but they're like, you know, it's their sister or their brother. You might feel awkward. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, w- I mean, I went on your your brother's bachelor party and it was great. How do you tell someone you do not pick them as a bridesmaid? I don't think you tell them. I just think if they don't get picked, if they don't get that call, if they don't get that letter, if they don't get that. You don't formally let them know that they've been rejected Simon Cowell style. Yeah. <laughs> you, uh, I think, you ghost them. <laughs> well, I don't think you ghost them. I just think it's just kind of like, 
I think it would be really weird and very inappropriate for them to ever like call you up and be like, what the hell is this about? So am I not like, but if they do that, you might, you might want to like reevaluate them in your life and who they are as a person. I could never in a million years, like it might sting. It stings. They might be like, oh, that sucks. But don't be needy. It stings. I know it hurts sometimes to to feel left out, to be rejected, but you just got to suck it up. Don't reach out and say, put someone on the spot. And say, it happens. Yeah. I'm just, in case anyone's like feeling vulnerable in this situation right now, I thought I'd just lend some words of not wisdom, but it happens care. because like the thought that goes into making that decision is different for everyone. Sometimes it's like, I want to have, you know, my best friends from my childhood, or I want to have my sister, or I just want to have like the people I'm closest to right now, you know, and for whatever reason, that person just might not fit into one of those boxes and they have to just, it doesn't mean that that person doesn't love you. It doesn't mean any of that. Why are you trying to put people in boxes? I'm, I'm just saying, I'm not putting anyone in a box. I'm just, just saying kidding. when you're, when, when it comes to down to choosing who your bridesmaid or grooms, like you said, like you chose those people because you were choosing from a group of friends. You weren't choosing like your friends from high school. I honestly, I think it should be kind of like... Uh, in the style of, let's say, The Voice, you know, you start with like 40 contestants, <laughs> 40 potential bridesmaids. Blind auditions. And uh, you narrow it down to eight after like two weeks of singing, dancing, serving you, catering to you, <laughs> pampering you. Yeah. So, and then this is kind of also in that, like, it's, let's say you're the best friend of the bride, but you're not the maid of honor. Well, it was tough for you because you had a ton of very close friends. Didn't you go through this a little bit? You were just like, I mean, I, well, is there a maid of honor? I mean, maybe, maybe she chose her childhood best friend. Maybe it's her sister. There has been times where I like I've been best friends with someone, but they went with like their childhood friend or they went with like their sister and it's like, okay, well, obviously, yeah, you know, I think it's very circumstantial or situational. Yeah. For, let's say for instance, you know, you have your, uh, your best man, you grew up with them, you love them. But, um, you know, this other guy you're really close with who's, you know, going to be a groomsman just got you playoff tickets to game seven, <laughs> the Dodgers World Series. Like, yeah, he's probably going to be. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, God. My only piece of advice is just like really don't make it any more difficult on the bride or groom. Yeah. I mean, should I say it? I don't know if I'm going to say it. What? Oh, I could get some blowback. What? It's just a wedding. It's uh, special. But that's why you have the photographer it's there. The special day. I mean, you know, I it think about have it to all be the, the most time. Special day. So it is it the most special. Day. I think about it all the time. Don't put that pressure on people, honey. For well, us, qualified at least. It's for a lot of people. It's a nightmare. How many people in this country right now are just thinking, sitting on the couch, like, God damn it, I wish I wouldn't have got married. Well, Tom, I'm sure a lot, but you're being very very cynical right now. Let's turn things around. A lot of people, like a lot of people put way more time and effort and money into it and think of it as like, literally it is the, the only day that matters to them. So I love it. So it is, but I'm just saying, remember that it's your day, your feelings, how you want things to go, your husband, your wife, that that is what matters the most. Mm-hmm. Do you want any to add anything else? Yeah, I was thinking like uh, people like I you know after doing the television show and stuff like I've been getting I still sometimes get asked this wedding advice like one thing, ugh, do not wait to the last second to write 
your vows. Oh, I did that. I guess it turned out okay, but like I felt a ton of anxiety. Like prepare it a week, a few weeks out. There's people online that can write them for you if you need that, whatever you need. I mean, even if you think you're a toastmaster, you never know what kind of mood you're going to be in or duress. Just like have your your vows. Also, um, make sure that you and your person are uh, very clear about the length of it because I thought we were, and then you went on and on and on. And I had like a four pager. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so we're going longer. And I had to like ad lib after the amount. Like we, we said we were going to keep them short and you didn't keep yours short. And you went first. And all I was thinking was like, oh, fuck. Mine aren't, mine aren't long enough. <laughs> I upstaged you. No, you did upstage me. I'm not good at speeches. We said we weren't going to get, we were going to keep them like a like, minute and a half. Like, like I know you do, I'm not but, good at them. but you Maybe upstaged not. me. Everyone's like, oh my God. Yeah. Schwarzes were way better. I'm like, yeah, because <laughs> like he fucking hoodwinked Who me. That? He hoodwinked me. That's why. Who said that? Everyone. Oh, by the way, it's also. It's fine. I still love it. Like I love it, but like, it was like, it was like, um, that's. That was not cool. I think it's cool to, to take some dance classes, like just a little choreography. Yeah, it's we just did. like peace of mind. So you don't look super like you want to look kind of James Bondish out there. Yeah. You want to look, you want to be the bell of the ball, like or at least for like the first 30 seconds of the song, you know? Wow, I'm a wow little a bit. A little bit. It's fun. And on a side note, like take some dance classes. Why Tom not? and I Try took a dance things. class. I did. We had, we had a choreography. We yeah. had to dance. And then I, then I was inspired and I was like, you know what? I'm going to take, I'm going to go rogue and by myself and take hip hop dance classes. I got rhythm. And then I went to the first class and didn't go to the rest, but I'm going to get back on that. We took one, what was it? Salsa class. Yeah, we did take salsa. I didn't like it because they made us change your partners and I didn't want to. I wanted to dance with you. It's good to get out of your comfort zone, but also a lot of people don't like that. And they're like, I want to. Well, I don't have a problem with that, but I wanted to dance with you. Yeah. I wanted to dance with you too. Dance with sweaty palms over there. Yeah. And clammy <laughs> hands. And we clammy hands, McGee. Mm. Some things I've seen happen at several weddings, like you guys, you hire friends and family, you know, because money's tight to like maybe help bartend or like a friend of a friend, but then they end up getting drunk, which is great. I encourage it, but like make sure the people you hire are reliable, are, are going to clean up everything and not get toasted and dip out. I've seen this happen and you have to clean it up in the morning or you get a huge fine. That's one thing that I just wouldn't, I wouldn't skip out on in general is, is trash and cleanup. You don't want to mm -mm. worry about that yourself. That is one area I wouldn't cut corners on mm -mm. is having cleanup and trash removal. Yeah. Speaking of taking out the trash, get a prenup. <laughs> yeah. That, that segue <laughs> was shady. Wow. Shady segues. Um, all right. Well, I love chatting with you and I love, uh, thanks for listening. And everyone, I, so many people come into Tom, Tom and they're like, I love, I love your wife's podcast. I love Bubba's podcast. I love yeah, when they call you, you Bubba. I know I do too. And they're like, why isn't she here? And I'm like, well, she's kind of a hermit. Well, a little bit. I get out sometimes, but you know what? It's um, rare. Well, it's also a little bit scary out there because, you know, COVID crap. To everyone that's getting married, congratulations. Take a breath. Remember just to like enjoy Look around your wedding, take mental pictures, yeah. have fun, dance, enjoy yourselves, remember to eat. And um yeah. Don't sweat the small stuff is the biggest takeaway. Don't sweat the small stuff. The small like if like, it's three months out, you can. Yeah. That's all we have. That's all, folks. <laughs> that's all. How do all you wrap folks. your podcast up? I just Ooh, say rage text of the day. Oh yeah. What is the rage text of the day? Do you have a rage text? Oh, it's I'm angry. <laughs> what is it? I'm so angry about this. What? 
okay, I've sort of fallen in love with TikTok. Yeah. And I love it. I don't judge people in the comments or their videos, sometimes quietly. But there's one comment in particular that drives me crazy. <sighs> like when you see a scary video or something, a haunting or some freaky stuff, you go over the comments. Oh. The first comment, <laughs> I do not claim this negative energy. You people, I'm sending all my negative energy to you right now. All <laughs> what of does it. it even mean though? I'm what? sending all of claim, my negative I don't claim energy. This so annoying. But uh, Tom, don't judge people. You don't know what they're going through. I, I, I want to though. It's so annoying. You're not judging people. That's, that is annoying. The demons can't get you. It's a I'm TikTok not, video. The demons don't go through the comments. It's a TikTok <laughs> video. I know. The comment section is just a bunch of parrots, by the way. Oh my God. And by the <laughs> way, if you answer, if, if you comment in this format on TikTok, I also am sending you a rage text. Tell me you don't X without telling me you don't X. <laughs> shit is whack. <laughs> be original. Be oh. original. Be, be original. You're cute. All right. All right, everyone. Enjoy your weekend. Until next time, I love you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to subscribe, leave a rating and review. Follow along on social at Music Kills Kate and tune in next week for an all new episode. 